When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. You are so welcome to another episode on NarcCon. On this channel, we delve into the narcissistic personality disorder in order to understand an experience we may have had or are having with a narcissist and to, by our understanding, um, go on to heal ourselves afterwards. Today, I'd really like to look at a really devastating aspect of being with a narcissist in a close relationship, either an intimate relationship or a familial one. This process is, for want of a better term, brainwashing. And it is how a narcissist goes about devaluing you as a person in order for them with their black and white thinking to feel superior to you. So just before I get into the video, take a moment to like, share or subscribe. Those actions really help con me continue in this line of work, which I very much enjoy. Devaluation, the subtle devaluation of a narcissist. Guys, this happens very subtly and often people will say to us as survivors of a narcissist, you know, when they were doing all this stuff to you, do you not feel some responsibility? And, you know, why didn't you just leave? It's not that easy. It's very difficult to explain to someone who hasn't gone through the process that it builds in tiny steps there is intermittent reinforcement where the narcissist goes through periods of appearing to be a healthy individual, appearing to be very supportive and appearing to be healthy. And in their supportiveness, there is a hidden devaluation. And that's why it's so difficult over a long period of time to put all the pieces together. It's much easier in retrospect looking back at what you went through. And it's much, much easier when people are educated about the patterns of behavior that a target will experience with a narcissist. So do not be hard on yourself for having been through this experience or of someone who could you come upon and share your experience with, asks you questions that are insensitive or uneducated to actually what you've experienced. So without further ado, I'll get into this video. 
and go through the different stages of devaluation and maybe try and give you some examples of what that would look like in a relationship with a narcissist. The overall picture of this devaluation is a form of brainwashing. And in essence, it's the narcissist giving you a characterization, a re-characterization of who you are to yourself and to others. So they're in essence taking you as they find you when they meet you first, and they're projecting back to you a different character to the one that you are and getting you to believe in the character they're creating of you, which is a much inferior version to the person that you actually are. They're also doing this with maybe your family and friends, but whatever community you're in, they're changing the perception of others about you. And that's reflected back from others to you to reinforce the character that they're creating for you and that you're taking on board. So basically, they're changing who you are to you and to others. So the first way that they have of doing this is when they actually meet you initially. And please leave in the comments if you recognize any of these procedures or patterns of behavior in relation to your own situation. Initially, I know what happened with me was the narcissist offered to help me get fit and put a lot of emphasis on that as being necessary at the start of our relationship. So I was walked and I was um, driven up hills and I was driven down hills, all in the vein of improving myself. And of course, I enjoyed this because it was an improvement. I was getting healthier. But the motivation behind this was to give me the message that I actually wasn't good enough as I was. And that was covered up in a gold wrapping of being supportive and helping me improve myself and get fit. So the, the target is on the one hand, delighted with the process because it appears to be a healthy process and it appears to be a supportive process. But that coupled with everything else that happens to you in the relationship, when you look back, you can see that it had a negative, a negative message for the target in that you aren't good enough at the start of the process and you need to be improved. The next thing they'll do is they'll tell others in a very humble way how great you're actually doing. In other words, they're helping you and they're enjoying seeing you make progress. And the other side of that coin is you need to make progress and the narcissist is superior to you and helping you make that progress. And they can be very humble in this, the humble narcissist, the shy narcissist comes into this and people are very much more approving actually of the narcissist support of you rather than you actually, you know, making progress in say your fitness or whatever angle they've, they've taken you in to help you improve. Again, implying that the narcissist is the one who's helping you,
basically the narcissist is taking on the praise, being the hero in the situation, and you again being the person that needs the help. Very hard to untangle that particular helping scenario and portrayal to others about you needing the help in this situation. Very difficult to unravel the negativity in that apparently good um, action of the narcissist. The next one I have down is the triangulation. The triangulation of you with others and the one that's really hard to pick up on. Triangulation in itself, when a narcissist like will triangulate you with the Rex and say the Rex is just, you know, really good at doing something, implying that you need to improve or whatever. That's an easier one to pick up on because it's it's a negative comparison with someone else and you kind of feel a bit offended by it. But this is a trickier one to pick up on because the narcissist will say, look at that woman over there. She's very fit looking. I'm guessing that she's done this and this and this. And that's why, you know, she's achieved this and she looks great and et cetera, et cetera. So they will praise a stranger and they'll do it more than once. And it's someone who's who has achieved maybe what you're trying to achieve. Or they'll say, look at that haircut. It looks great on her. Or look at the clothes, the way she wears them. So it's by implication, if it's involving the same thing that you're doing or in the same area that you haven't quite got there yet and that there is someone that actually does know what she's doing. It's a hard one to actually reflect on as being a criticism of you because it's very under the radar. But that triangulation and continued praise of another person who's very similar to you is another put down of the narcissist disguised as an interest in you and trying to help you. The next one is is a really dishonoring one of you. And again, it flies under the radar. It's the joking. I was only joking or even saying, okay, here's a scenario. You're in a rush uh, to go to an important function and the narcissist has set things up so that you have to do everything maybe, or, you know, things go wrong at the end of the day and you're the last one to get dressed or get ready. And the narcissist has made it so that you are so exhausted that you don't have clean socks. This is a, probably a bad example, but so you end up wearing odd socks and you rush out the door and the narcissist is quick to point out when you're in company, you know, oh dear Paula, you and your odd socks. Now, you know, she's so funny. She goes out in odd socks and it's a kind of, um, it's something that you don't want pointed out that wasn't something that you would do normally, but you were so busy helping other people or helping the narcissist and they were rushing you that you you ended up wearing odd socks. It's a, probably a bad example, but it's usually, they usually point out something that even though you're a highly capable person, what they're trying to point out is that you can't even get the basics right, that you're, you know, 
oh dear, you know, there's just, you're not quite right. You do your best, but you're not quite right. Another example could be that you make piggy noises when you're asleep. And isn't it so funny, everyone? You know, uh, they're sweet, they're sweet, but they're not quite right, you know, but it's all very funny. So there's this impression given of you that you're not quite the full shilling. The lift doesn't go to the top floor. You're not quite all there. You're someone who needs help. And this, again, builds a characterization of you that you're actually not. But it's because of the situation with the narcissist and all the other things that go on in that relationship that exhaust and confuse you and that you don't pick up on. These are very, very subtle under the radar impressions fed back to you by the narcissist and fed to the society in general of you by the narcissist that colors your character as being that which you are not. The next thing I have down is the non-compliment compliment that a narcissist will give you. If you ask, does this dress look nice on me? The narcissist will turn around perhaps and say, it's a really nice dress. That's not what you asked. And you can get frustrated by that. And you can say, yeah, but does it look good on me? Look, it's a great cut. It's a nice color. You know, what more do you want me to say? They're complimenting the dress and they're getting away with that. What they're actually saying is the dress is really nice and probably on someone else it would look really nice. It's a nice dress and you're trying to draw a compliment out of me. But the nice dress doesn't actually look very nice on you. So they're always, there's always some type of an implication or a stimulation of your self-doubt when you're, say, looking for reassurance from your partner or a family member, a sister, a brother, a mother, they don't give it. They withhold and they imply that perhaps the dress isn't so nice on you, but don't actually say it. But that goes in. That goes in subtly. It's going in all the time because it's repetitive. It's reinforced all the time on a daily basis that you're not good enough. The next one I have down is, you may have heard of this on the different channels in relation to narcissism. It's the double bind. It's where the narcissist will say something like, I think women over 40 should all wear their hair short. That hairstyle looks so good on that woman particularly like that short hairstyle and colour. And they go on and on about this until maybe you decide, well, maybe I should try it. Let's get my hair cut short and see what it looks like. And you go and get your hair cut short. And you say, what do you think? And they say, it's not exactly that great. Um, Perhaps you should have gone to someone else. The shape isn't that brilliant on you. And then being a narcissist and changing on a dime from moment to moment and minute to minute, they'll start praising women who have long or medium length hair. So 
you have got to hold on to your identity, which is really difficult when a narcissist has done their stuff on you in relation to isolating you and working slowly on your devaluation. But that's the double bind that no matter what you do, no matter even if you follow the narcissist's advice to a T, it's never good enough. The next one I have down is you get quite empowered maybe at some stage of the relationship. You're feeling good. You're just after a love bombing stage and you're feeling like, hey, I think I'm going to try a new dress. Um, we seem to be doing hair and dresses and stuff. Sorry, guys. It's the same for you, just in a different way. You want to maybe try a new look, um, going with a, trying a suit on or something that you don't normally wear. And the narcissist will smirk when they see you. And it's a big deal for you to try and maybe change, you know, the way you are appearing or even change what you do, maybe take up a new hobby. The narcissist belittles it with that smirk. You know that smirk? I'll try and do it. I know if it's a podcast, you're not going to see it, but it's a kind of a... You know what the narcissist means when they do their smirk. It's really hard to do. It's just, it doesn't meet the eyes. It's a kind of a, a movement of the lips that looks at you and says, who the hell do you think you are? You look absolutely ridiculous and you may well not look ridiculous. It may be a great look for you, but because it's motivated by you, because it comes from you, because it's of yourself and it's your self identity being portrayed, the narcissist will disapprove because it wasn't generated by them. So it's again a devaluation of you being able to make a choice, being able to make a good choice for yourself. It's devaluing your ability, your character, your taste, your style, your self-agency indeed is being undermined by the narcissist's subtle disapproval of anything you do of your own volition. The next thing you'll get is the reinforcement from others where the narcissist has been creating this new character's characterization of you or changing others' opinions about you by telling lies about you or by subtly implying that you're not quite competent. That again, as we said, the lift isn't going to the top floor, that you're not quite all there, the cup is half full, you know that you have some good traits, but you get very frustrated, you're not capable and you have maybe anger issues, um, addiction issues, anything that will put you down in the face of others. And you'll have others maybe in your social circle or your family or the families, you, the narcissist family and your family, maybe shying away from a question you ask or giving you a subtle look that they just being different with you to what they would normally be. And then you may even have someone in your circle offering to help, you know, saying something like, Paula, would you like me to take 
the kids so that you can have a bit more time to rest and de-stress. And you're kind of going, well, actually, I'm very de-stressed at the moment. But that's very nice of you to say, but um, do you think I'm stressed? And they'll kind of look at you kindly and say, look, it's fine. But, um, you know, if you do want to break or anything, we're there for you. And you're kind of going, where is this coming from? Look no further than Mr. N or Mrs. N. They have been slowly and subtly rebuilding your character with other people, saying you're in trouble or definitely giving a false impression of what's going on for you at the time. Now, this fed back by other people reinforces the narcissist's undermining of you and your character. It's a reinforcement of the devaluation, as we said at the beginning of the, the show, at the beginning the narcissist is, this is all going into your brain. All these pieces of subconscious evidence are building. And that is why it is so difficult post-narcissistic abuse to rewire your brain. And it is so necessary to rewire your brain because these neural pathways have been laid down of a devaluation of you by your relevant narcissist. And it's unbelievably difficult to, to diss that at the end of the relationship because it has been continually reinforced and gotten in under the radar. The next thing I have down, guys, and the last thing is the sabotaging of your routine by a narcissist. Routine and things being a certain way are so important to us as individuals. And I just give you an anecdote of something that I was thinking about the other night. And I remember going to stay in my grandmother's house as a young child, probably around the time when I was about 11 to 13. And my grandmother had this big, big old Edwardian house in kind of grounds of its own. So it was like going into a different world, an old fashioned world. But every morning, every evening, sorry, as we went to bed, we would go down to what was called the pantry and we would set the trays for breakfast and we would go up to the breakfast room and we would lay the places out for breakfast with the jam and the butter in a little dish and everything was just so. And that was a routine we did every evening when I was staying with my grandmother. And that routine and that knowing that that was happening was very wonderful in a child's life because you could rely on it and it gave you a solid base for going out into the world and pushing your comfort zone and exploring things, knowing that that routine was always there. And you can make a lot of progress when you have a solid routine or a solid base that you know you can rely on, that your base isn't going to change. The narcissist is very aware of this, whether consciously or subconsciously. I believe they cross over, that they are aware of it consciously. They do their very best to sabotage you. They... They will set you up in that they exhaust you, that you're looking after their needs, that they even place things in the wrong place in the house. I'll go into this in another video. But basically, they are sabotaging you 
by exhausting and confusing you. And you never can rely on anything being the same with a narcissist from day to day, from minute to minute, from hour to hour. And the exhaustion knocks you off your progression or if you've taken a class or if you've decided, you know, you want to go on a diet or you go out to the gym three times a week. The narcissist will sabotage that routine of self-improvement and self-motivation. And then here is the twist in this. Then they will criticize you for not being consistent, for not having discipline, for not having willpower. And that, my friends, is a form of deep psychological abuse. Because you don't realize that it's actually them sabotaging you because it's subtle. With all the other things that are going on, it's subtle. So it's so important if you're in a relationship still with a narcissist to reference things that don't work, to reference the funny haha comments, to reference the put downs and to reinforce in your brain each and every time they happen that this is coming from the narcissistic individual and it's not true. And we can go into how to actually help yourself while in a devaluation phase or post-narcissistic relationship in another video. So I hope, guys, that this has been of some help in recognizing, even retrospectively or while you're in the relationship, the subtle devaluation of a narcissist. Know the signs and if it's happening to you now or if it begins to happen in a new relationship, it's dangerous, it's, it gets in under the radar and it does damage to your brain and you have to rewire your brain after going through a long period of this devaluation. So be aware, be educated. This happens subtly and it's important to recognize it when it does. Bye for now. See you soon again. Take great care of yourselves, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.